Okay, welcome to Cover Your Eyes Uncovered. I'm Sarah Devereaux, and this is Holly Oliver with me. Say hello, Holly. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling you what to do and treating you like a girl in a hairband video. Oh, my God. (laughs) I feel like I didn't know what rock and roll was until I met the drummer in your band. I got there in the nick of time before he got his hands across your state line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that was just like a brief intro to the (laughs) song that we're talking about this week, or the video. Um, So this week we're doing another hair band video. Um, Once Bitten, Twice Shy by Great White from 1989. My, my, my. I feel like so many of these videos are just like super misogynistic and girls and butts and boobs and bikinis and stuff like that. But honestly, like this video, when I did rewatch it, it's really not even like that. There's like no flesh, really. No, it, it I was surprised. It was like a bunch of guys. And I mean, they look kind of like a dad band. <laughs> and. I mean, I think they're like 40. The lead singer definitely looks older than like the other hair bands of the time. Which, whatever, except that all the girls on the video look like they're about 18. Mm-hmm. There's like, what, like six or seven girls, and they all have short skirts, high heels. All done up, and all they care about is watching these guys play their instruments in the most boring way possible. Yeah, so it's basically like they're rehearsing. They're just in like this big warehouse, and it's like a rehearsal session. It shows them all coming in, and then it's like each of those girls are their girlfriends with them to come watch. Which, okay, honestly, if I had a boyfriend in a band, I would be like super into watching him too. I had flashbacks watching this of being in high school and being dragged to boyfriend's band practices. Oh. And this one guy, this one guy got mad because I was like reading a book while they were practicing. And I was like, and then I was, I'm watching this video this morning and I was like, Oh, that guy wanted me to look at him the way the girls in this video are looking at White Snake. Great White. Great White. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> wait, this wait. White it's Snake okay. and Great White are different bands. Yes. Oh, I didn't even realize that. White Snake is the Here I Go Again on My Own, Tommy Katane <gasps> Dancing on the Hood. I thought they were the same band yeah. <laughs> for years. That'll have to be our next one. <laughs> they both have the word white in them. <laughs> and they both look similar. <laughs> I seriously just thought it was the same band. No. That says a lot. Um. So when I was a kid, the song would come on and I would feel really gross inside when I would hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagined that the drummer in on the gray tour bus was getting ready to rape this girl. So mm-hmm. your drummer's a rapist. Then um, 
now she's like all beaten up and bruised from like living with all these rock and rollers because they just like use her. And that seemed really obvious that that's what the song was about. Mm-hmm. And that it was like glorifying that behavior. Like this is, this is a good way to be girls to be, to like allow your body to be used as a series of holes to be manipulated for men's pleasure. And really, isn't that what all of hair metal is about? Yes, a series of holes. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and hair metal, it's just like a bunch of really unattractive men who are so unattractive that they have to wear makeup <laughs> and present themselves as women. And really, they're taking they're taking a play, their cue from in some ways from Prince. Yeah. Because again, we have a group of men who are like giving themselves some feminine presentation to disarm their prey. That's interesting. Another link back to Prince. So like David Bowie and people were doing it before them, but theirs was like a whole different take on it. Go listen to know. Mark Bolin. I'll send okay. I'll send you some T Rex. <laughs> I don't know. This was this song was one of once bitten twice shy was one of my first awarenesses as a kid that some men were like really gross to women and some women were okay with that. Yes. And that some women got into it and like liked it and actively participated in being objectified, which everyone says is bad to get turned on by being objectified. And I feel like I don't really see any problem with objectification. I like being objectified by people that I want to objectify me. Because I'm attracted to them and I'm turned on by their bodies. Um, And so you want reciprocation of objectification. Totally. That's a mouthful. I think that like most things, it's all subjective and situational. Like if you are fine with being objectified, then it's okay. If it's being forced on you. It's a different story. I mean, and then you can look at like the motivations of like, why are you okay with being objectified by all of these men? Maybe there's something darker beneath there that you really aren't okay with, but it's manifesting as this desire to be objectified by multiple men. And then that's where you get into fawning behavior yeah, at the hands of perceived sexual predators. Having the um, physical arousal response to threat which is completely valid and there are healthy ways to express that hanging out with a bunch of 40 year old men who are twiddling around with their little instruments expecting you to pay all of your attention to them and you're 18 that's dangerous but that describes like most of I mean, I could see myself becoming a groupie if I were in the situations at that age, like 100%. Mm-hmm. I have never felt that way. Mm-hmm. I actually, by the time I was 19, I had a rule that I didn't date 
any, I, I didn't date serious musicians because I had dated a serious musician and he was a real handful to say the least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, not, I mean, he was just not in like a mean way. He, he was a really, really, really sweet guy, uh, actually. Um, but I don't have that, but I think it's because I just sort of like have an understanding that I don't really want to fuck the guy. I want to fuck their music. Uh-huh. And I can fuck their music. There's all kinds of ways to fuck their music. Like ecstatic dance. Ecstatic dance is a great way to fuck your favorite band. What? I've never all, heard of it. All I just thought it, I just realized this is what's happening. So, okay. Not complicated. All you have to do, make sure that you are by yourself. And that you know you'll be by yourself. If you have any, like, thing about dancing in front of people. Like, you have Mm -hmm. a thing where you don't want to dance in front of people. Then, so, the first thing you do. Make sure you're alone and you won't be disturbed. Number two. Pick out some music. It does not have to be dance music. In fact, have it be a song that moves you emotionally. That you have a real connection to. That gives you like a visceral response mm-hmm. when you hear it. Pick pick that song. Then make sure you're in a space that's not cluttered because you can close your eyes. So you want to make sure you're in an area that you're well acquainted with if you're going to close your eyes. I close my eyes, but I have a particular place I dance and I close my eyes. So I never bump into anything. Okay. Um, you can do it. then um turn it on and don't be like i'm gonna dance now instead listen to the sounds of the instruments listen to it all together listen to it and then tell your body that it's allowed to just move to the music and then Just let your body move however your body wants to move. Sometimes when I'm doing this, especially when I start out, my movements look like very like not attractive at all. And this dancing is not about being attractive. It's about letting the music move your body. And letting go of your mind and trusting that your body knows what to do. Mm. And that's how you fuck your favorite band. Okay. Well, I am free this weekend. So maybe <laughs> <fine>. Yes. <laughs> I'm free and alone, so why not? <laughs> okay. Maybe tonight. So this song, um, Once Bitten, Twice Shy... So that's like a proverb, um, and it's like an example of an unpleasant experience that induces caution. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good description for this song. <laughs> yes, as in like so many on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> it's very gross. It's just yeah, it's just kind of gross sounding. It's I just picture this girl like you said that's just like downtrodden, beaten up. By life, not necessarily physically beaten up by the band, but just 
she's down on her luck and it says she can't remember when she got her last meal. I, know. Like, I just picture like a stray dog that they find in the parking lot and like bring into the bus. Exactly. To a human being. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look at the fuck toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's desperate and alone. Mm-hmm. And probably the reason she's desperate and alone and a teenager is because her like dad or stepdad or uncle was probably raping her at home and she ran away to a fucking van with a hair metal band. <laughs> yeah. But also don't forget her sister's there too. Ex- yeah, oh yeah, right. <laughs> She didn't know how rock and roll looked until she saw her sister with the guys from the group. Halfway home in the parking lot, by the look in her eyes, she was given what she got. So it's like she's watching her sister fuck these dudes, and then this guy's also watching her sister fuck these dudes. Mm -hmm. So and they're like family affair. They're like, damn, this is hot. You know they tried to get the sisters to make out with each other. Oh, totally. Oh, well, I have a hard time if you see your sister making out with somebody and your response is getting turned on and fucking some dude that you just met who's also watching your sister make out with somebody, Mm -hmm. then I imagine there were probably serious issues at home. Okay, like let's say, you know, you were at a family gathering And everybody's, like, staying in the same house. You and your husband accidentally walk in on your sister and her boyfriend making out. And you're like, oh, shit, you know, excuse me. Is your first response, honey, (laughs) (laughs) that was hot. I feel like most people would be, like, even if they were, like, already turned on, they'd be kind of like, whoa, that kind of is making my peter meter drop and then um you'd wait a little bit right to get the image out of your head i would wait i mean i i have a sibling i'd be super grossed out Mm -hmm. me too yeah so there's some weird stuff going on for these girls and I can't figure out. So then, like, part of it, he's talking about, like, he's in a relationship with her, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um... Well, he saved her from the drummer. From getting raped from the drummer. Yeah. So now they have a trauma bond. Oh. Well, they're all on the tour bus, right? Yeah. So, even though the drummer tried to rape her and he saved her from the drummer, there's no repercussion for the drummer, and she gets to stay in an even more heightened sense of fear because her potential attacker, her attacker is always there being validated by her, her protector. So the lead singer, in essence, is probably the mother figure for this girl. And the drummer is like the stepdad who, you know, mm-hmm. was abusing her and her sister. I would say, like, based on looking at him in the video, he does look like a mother figure. He's got those bangs. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like a soccer mom. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're right. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but then like in part of it, he says, um, can't leave you home. You're messing around. My best friend told me you're the best lick in town. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know as a child if I knew what that meant. And I still don't know if I know what that means. But I mean, I know it's something gross sounding. Is it like, I don't even want to get into it. But it's just like a lot of gross, trashy imagery goes along with all of it. I think this is one of the trashiest songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's one of the grossest songs. It's super trashy. So that's why I was surprised that the video wasn't really that bad. It was so The women were all clothed. It was boring, but it was, like, very popular at the time. And it was always Mm -hmm. getting requested on MTV. Mm -hmm. And and this song won a Grammy. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, this is why I hate popular music <laughs> this is like right before nirvana right it's like 1989 and mm-hmm. yeah i mean it explains how nirvana got so big because people mm-hmm. were just fucking sick of this trash in their ears yeah this video also had um who was i guess like a big 80s video vixen bobby brown who was in the cherry pie video yes oh you know the name I know Bobby Brown. Nice. I okay. like her. Not Whitney's husband. No. <laughs> he Bill Bib DeVoe. Oh, wait. Bill Bib DeVoe is not Bobby Brown. No, I know. but That's he, the other guys. They're the spinoff from that, though. It was the yeah. audition. Right, right. Um, yeah, so she was in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to watch Cherry Pie next. Like, that's definitely up there. Mm. And then this is the thing that I have saw when i was reading about this video mm-hmm. that surprised me well first of all it made the new york times list of the 15 essential hair metal videos but this song is originally from 1975 from an artist named ian hunter and it was like a top hit in the uk is that crazy what i know i want to listen to it i didn't <sighs> listen to good it. good detective work that blew my mind. And it was covered by Sean Cassidy in 1980. Oh, gross. <laughs> this is making me feel like you felt last week with the Mandela effect. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. What's this guy's name? Ian Hunter. I've heard of him. Also, it was in some movie that was like some kind of documentary about David Bowie. Someone else too. Oh, I'm sure David Bowie would like this song. So this ties in to the David Bowie thing. Pew. Yeah, isn't that strange? We need to listen to it. Like he's gonna molest me th- through my ears. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's worse. Wow. I didn't think it could get worse, but I think it is worse. You're right. It's because... more just like visceral, like just him talking to you. What do you think is worse? I think I think it's worse because it sounds serious and I feel like Great White is like not taking themselves very seriously. Yeah. Like Great White, the way okay, so I think that video is popular because it allows people to to fantasize about having a band. People want to be adored. Nothing wrong with that. No. Um, and I don't fault men for wanting attention. Like, mm-hmm. everybody wants attention. And the other thing is that women have been trained so severely 
to focus on making themselves desirable that they forget that men need to feel desired. And then the relationship just becomes about whether I'm hot enough. That's why I always tell my man that he's hot. Yes. You got to do it. Yeah. They need to hear it too. Yeah. They need their butts (laughs) grabbed. Okay. Ladies, start grabbing men's butts. That's all I got to say. With their consent. Well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You just like took us back in time and flipped the table. <laughs> we should just start randomly grabbing men's butts. Oh like, my God. us forever. And then Sean Cassidy. Yes, Sean Cassidy. I mean, isn't he like a goody two shoes? I think he was somebody that was used. He probably like Miley Cyrus, you know, where he was like in this wholesome show and then he tried to have like a bad boy image when he went out on his own. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Okay, I don't see the Sean Cassidy version on Spotify. He probably had it taken down. Yeah, he was probably, hopefully he was embarrassed by it. He was like, oh my god, I can't believe those fucking perverts that managed my career made me do that song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is a letter that is from someone who is responding to the desperately seeking Susan question about have you ever gone through someone's Diary or journal. I was really hoping that we got letters about that. I wanted to hear some private details of someone else's life that they didn't want shared. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So there's no real title. It starts, hi, Holly and Sarah. I love your pod. I just listened to Desperately Seeking Susan. Um, the episode, and I thought I'd tell you about the time I was in college and I read my boyfriend's journal. I don't know why I did it, except that I had a weird feeling sometimes when we would be on a date, like he was somewhere else. It was boring, and I always felt invisible. Oof. So I read his journal, and I was glad I did. Mm. I mean, for me, the only thing I would need to motivate me to read it is that it was in front of me. Do not leave your journal in front of Sarah. (laughs) And leave me. (laughs) I'm alone and it's like unlocked. I'm probably gonna (laughs) see I wouldn't because I know what I write in my journals. Yeah. And it's usually a lot of times it's shit I don't even mean. Yeah. And I like get mad about something real stupid, or like sometimes I'll fixate on things. And instead of carrying it around in my head with me, I write it down and I exaggerate it. You know, sometimes it's like kind of funny and stuff too. But if somebody else read it, I feel like they would just really, they could get really offended. I would say that now I would be less likely to do that so readily. But in college, 100%, Mm -hmm. I would have been reading the shit out of it. I'll tell you what, though, if, if I was like... There's something really fucked up going on, and I can't figure out what it is. And I was in college. I could definitely see myself in college taking a peek. Yeah. I mean, remember I told you, like, in college, I figured out how to forward my college boyfriend's email to my emails. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's basically the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like a more high-tech invasive way (laughs) 
Anyway, so yeah, we know where I stand on this. Oh my gosh. He wrote about all the women in his classes from a sexual angle, if you know what I mean. He really should have dropped out of school and written trashy erotica for oh a career. God. I mean, hmm. seriously, there were almost no entries not about sex with random women, including some of his professors who were in their 50s. He was 19 at the time. Whoa. Well. Is this a once bitten, twice shy situation? Maybe. The roles reversed? He likes the mature women. They know what they want in bed. Um, It was especially disturbing because he would fixate on a body part and the whole fantasy would be about the body part and not the person. One of our professors for the class where we met had an entry devoted to her fingernails. He wrote three pages of erotica about this lady's fingernails. Whoa! Three pages. He dropped out of school and became a manicurist. (laughs) I mean, he would be fulfilled. He would just have like a constant erection at work. Oh my God. Um, I felt like puking. It was so creepy. I don't want to go into too much detail because it was that gross. He wasn't into women. He was into body parts. Ooh. Huh. Oh. Yeah, that sounds disturbing when you put it that way. Yeah, that does sound creepy. I was so glad we never had sex. We had oh, made out a few yeah. times, but get this. He'd never gotten it up. <clears throat> okay. He said he was saving himself for marriage because he was Christian. Oh, no. He never got an erection. Oh, oh, no. You can feel those when you're making out with a guy, as you ladies surely know. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, even if you're saving yourself for marriage, it like, doesn't stop you from getting aroused, you know, no. before you're married. <laughs> like, Jesus, don't give me a boner. <laughs> I didn't tell him I read the journal, but I broke up with him immediately. I told him we had to break up because I had joined the Church of Satan (laughs) to get laid immediately. Wow. I hope that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's not you. It's me. I joined the Church of Satan. (laughs) Needless to say, he never called me again. I have since looked in another guy's journal and regretted it because he was writing about how much he loved me. I felt so terrible. I decided to go to therapy for my trust issues. I don't recommend reading someone else's diary unless you're prepared to feel terribly guilty or horribly disgusted. (laughs) It's probably true. I think so. (laughs) But then you can't say anything about it because you will automatically be the jerk. Yeah, it's like if you do find something, how do you, you can't bring it up mm-hmm. without being, implicating yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for making me laugh about my sad, unsupervised childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Love ya, Nina M. Wow, that we was, have great listeners. That's good. Yeah, it's like a mixed bag. This is a good lesson in this email. Mm-hmm. But it's like the one thing, it's good that she read it. So she was warned about kind of what a alarming creep he was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, was he a creep? He was just writing, you know? Well, and I mean, unless it was like, well, I can't wait to get those fingernails off of her. <laughs> like, you know. But if it was like, oh, like the, you know, if it was like, oh, the way of her pointed red nails 
scratch against my flesh. Yeah. My heartbeat. Or you know, like that's totally different. That that's just like you know, she did say like mention erotica, so it mm-hmm. probably wasn't too gross, maybe. Yeah. I think that you make a good point. <laughs> as long as he wanted the fingernails to stay on her body. <laughs> exactly. Yes. If he wanted to like make a necklace out of them or something, <laughs> then yeah, you should definitely be worried. Plus, it's like he's 19 and they haven't even had sex yet. So mm. it's not like he was, you know, cheating on his wife by fantasizing about all these women. He's just a kid who's like mm-hmm. fantasizing about other women mm-hmm. in certain of their body parts. But I I don't want to date. I wouldn't want to date a guy if they couldn't get an erection when they made out with me. Well, that's like, yeah, the most alarming part of the whole story. I mean... <laughs> That's especially like if you're 19 and you don't get an erection when you're mm-hmm. making out, then I mean, uh, I mean, sorry, you could be the best person in the world, but that's like not going to work for me. Agreed. But I bet that that I hope that that guy found someone who is super into him, like doing whatever he was into with her fingernails. Right. But it sounds like there's also some sex guilt if he's saving himself. Unless he's just using that as an excuse for not getting an erection and not having sex. Because he knows, like, oh, I can only... I'm only into, like, you know, fingernails. or He just couldn't get aroused from traditional making out sex stuff which you know to each their own Mm -hmm. okay so are we wrapping this yes yeah let's let's wrap it up all you groupies out there yeah exactly (laughs) so that was um cover as uncovered thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and Keep writing letters. Yes. Patronize us on Patreon. Like, subscribe, rate, and review Mm -hmm. our show. We like attention. (laughs) And I know you like attention, too. And whenever you tell your friends to listen to Cover Your Eyes podcast, they're going to give you positive attention. Bye. Bye. (laughs)